the Tea Health Show, medical lifestyle show. This is part two of a really, really interesting series on the building blocks of aesthetics, to, to my mind. Um, Chris, uh, we, we're getting to the part which uh, I'm incredibly passionate about. That's where my love lies. It's where my forte is. And that is tissue fillers. Oh. Um, I to give a little bit of background. I, again, I've been in the aesthetics industry as a medical practitioner for the past twenty years. Yes, um, I mean that was the base of your practice originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, over the years, I've gained um, a lot of experience. I'm myself a globally recognised uh, trainer for. Um, a company called Galderma um, and their product range is Restlin. So um, let's talk about fillers because um, firstly I think there's a misconception about Botox and fillers and yes. what the difference are between them. I, I often get patients coming in and say to me, I want Botox uh, here around my mouth. Yeah. And what they're actually referring to is, is filler. So, or Botox on my lips. So I can yeah. fat lips. So the, the easiest thing to distinguish between is Botox is four dynamic lines. Lines that form with movement. Filler on the other hand, is basically polyfiller for your face. Yes. Okay? It's what we use to either create volume, treat deep lines, grooves, augment with. Okay? Now, there's different types of fillers. So, I'm going to give the, the three biggest filler Products in South Africa, NA. We have, and this is what I use in my practice specifically, most aesthetic practitioners and plastic surgeons will use a combination of different product houses. Okay? Um, so you have the wrestling range yep. from Galderma. You have in that range two different technologies. We'll touch on that maybe a little bit later. Then you have the Allegan group, yes. which has Juvederm and um, uh, the Vicross range, Volux, etc., etc. And then you have um, Adcock, who acquired Genop. Healthcare and they do the Tioxane and um, Redensity range Okay Most hyaluronic acid or Most fillers Are hyaluronic Acid fillers Right. So hyaluronic acid Natural occurring amino acid In the body It's in our skin It's in our cell membranes It's necessary So we take hyaluronic acid um, and put it into a cross-linked or a non-cross-linked um, gel form, and we use that to inject into the face. Is this the same hyaluronic? 
hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid that that is is used in in face creams and and, and stuff. Um, I, I mean, is it the same sort of? It's the same kind of. It's the same molecule, right? Um, but used completely differently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when we look at fillers, we have. Um, in my mind, three big groups that we need to talk about. We have tissue fillers. Yeah. That's for augmentation, volumization, et cetera, et cetera. You have skin boosters, which usually can, uh, is a non-cross hyaluronic acid. Okay. And then you have biostimulators. Right. So there's the three different groups, but in each group there's different classes. Depending on what you want to achieve, that's how you will pick your product. Right. And you know what? Inject. So, um, let's, I think we've, we've touched basically on what fillers are. Yes. Number one, this is also registered as medical devices. Yes, very much so. Like your prescription medications, this can only be used by trained medical professionals with a degree from a medical school. This is not a nurse. This is not a technician. Um, for one simple reason. The complications with filler are extreme and can be irreversible. 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 So that's a big difference from Botox, for example, where they, not reversible, with but With Botox, they, you're going to walk around or let's, let's call it, with Botox, if there's a problem, if it was placed incorrectly, the worst that will happen is you will walk around, uh, looking like Quasimoto's, um, had a bit of a stroke for, uh, two to three to four months. Yeah. Okay. And then it reverses itself. Right. With fillers, the complications can be necrosis of tissue. It can be as severe as blindness, permanent blindness. Okay. So if you want to go for an aesthetic treatment and if someone suggests fillers, make sure that the person who is going to do this knows what they're doing mm. and is a reputable provide, uh, um, service provider and uses a reputable product. I once had a doctor come into my office, that b- a doctor came into my office and she bought a filler off Alibaba. And injected it into her own, uh, own face. Not only did she have an allergic reaction to it, um, but they eventually had to go and cut the filler out. Okay. So, I'm just horrified. Sorry. That was a stunned silence on my so, part. So was the doctor and so were we because mm. it's not as if she hasn't used fillers before. But in any case, let's leave that be. Where will I use fillers? Okay. I think when we talk about aesthetic treatments, everyone thinks of a Kardashians. Yes. Don't. If you use a filler correctly, the benefits are tremendous. Mm. 
We had on the show a couple of times Dr. Melanie Lamprecht, a fellow aesthetic practitioner. Now, I train for Galderma internationally, and um, Melanie uh, is a trainer for, for Allegan. Okay. Um, so we, between the two of us, we have a lot of experience. What I, um, what I would like to, to touch on is that topic that we discussed called emotional beauty. Very much so. Yes. The reaction that your face invokes when you look at yourself in the mirror. Or when someone else looks at you, that emotional response, I look sad, I look tired, I look saggy. Puffy, um, old. So yeah. that is the emotional response. So Phyllis, address those. Where do I use it? Mm. I always tell my patients that the face is like a house. The only difference is this is a house that... Um, is upside down. Your foundation sits on your cheekbones. Yes. The roof is your chin. So I and always. In between all of that is gravity. In order is gravity. Mm. So I always start looking and assessing the patient um, in front of the mirror. They hate that. Um, but we go and we score the face in three, or, or we divide the face in three parts. The part above the eyebrow, the part between the eyebrows and the tip of the nose, and then from the nose down to the chin. Mm. The secret to someone that looks good is creating balance between these three parts. Now, when I train doctors, I also divide the face into five vertical fifths. Okay, so, so horizontal and vertical divisions. Absolutely. Because if you have, for instance, someone with a short lower third, so that's the space between the nose and the chin, someone that has a weak jaw or a, a, or a weak chin, mm. and you give him lips, it looks like Mr. or Mrs. Potato Head with lips. <laughs> you know what? Instead of adding to the beautification of the face or the feminization or the masculinization of yes. the face, you create an imbalance in the face. When I train my doctors, um, you know, but they always bring their patients and then we assess the patient. And the patient has uh, in mind, oh, I want my nose done or I want my cheeks done or I want my lips done. And when we look at them and we assess the patient and we show them what is happening, why it's happening and what it's going to look like when once we've treated them, 90% of the times we treat a completely different indication. And when the patient is done, they say, Oh, my word. Or when you show it to them, it's, but I've never seen that. Mm. Asymmetry in a face. Um, I, I, and most people have asymmetry. All of us have asymmetry yeah. in the face. The more symmetrical a face, the more beautiful it is. Mm. The problem is um, very few of us are symmetrical. But also that some of the most beautiful people, models, etc., etc., in the world has some kind of asymmetry. Mm. We always see someone have a good or a bad side in a photo, and that's because of that asymmetry. 
Okay. So, let's discuss the um, different groups of fillers. Yes. So, we have our hyaluronic acid fillers. Hyaluronic acid fillers I use for volumization in faces. Now, so for volumization, we're talking about plumping up. Yes, but the problem is when we say that, 99% of the listeners would go, oh God, you know, I don't want a fat blown up face like 90% of the women that walk around in Hyde Park. Yes. Um, I don't want, if you use a filler correctly and in you know, here I'm going to go with product selection and my choice is in the wrestling range is if you use the product correctly and it's placed correctly. I often 90% of the patients that I treat um, have a slimmer face afterwards. Right. And you know what? I, I always take before and after photos to my training sessions with doctors and I say to them, okay, which side of the face have I treated? And all of them go the wrong side, the side that looks bigger. Um, and I say to them, look closely, you can see the injection marks. <gasps> How did you do that? It's by placing the filler correctly. It's all about smoke and mirrors. Now, there's a lot of aesthetic practitioners. You always say light. It's so interesting. You always say smoke and mirrors and light. How Absolutely. the light falls on the face. Um, so, it, it's exactly that. If you place the filler correctly, it's about reflection of light. That's what we see is light. Sure. How we perceive light. So I, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite areas to treat in a face is the temple. Mm. It's also one of the most dangerous areas to treat. Well, I mean, it's so close to brain and the other, the other area that I, Absolutely, always, basically, literally, always treat is the chin. That's so interesting because, I mean, if I was coming to you, I know the first thing I would ask you are the nasal. Okay, so lines. let's talk about the nasolabial lines. The nasolabial lines are these grooves that run from the corner of your nose out to the outside of your lip. And in a lot of people, they extend into what we call a marionette line. Think of a puppet, okay? It's that trap jaw. Um, so the line that runs from yeah, the corner of the... Dummy. Yeah. yeah. The, the corner of the, the mouth down to the chin. Mm. How do they form? So as we get older, bone changes. The skull literally changes shape, which means that the support structure changes. I always refer to a couple of my all-time icons. Go and take a look at a photograph of Joan Collins at the age of 25, 45, 65, and now 85. She looks exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the volume in her face has never changed through the use of volumization techniques. Cleverly. Okay, she she is one of the most beautiful women that's ever walked this earth, at the age of eighty-five, 
because the volume in her face has remained. Right. So there's no sagging. When I, when we look at a patient, how often do you see yourself in profile? Never. Exactly. Mm. Take a photo of yourself from the side and take a look at your chin. When we see a neck waddle or a double chin, mm. 90% of the times it's because we have a recessed chin, a short lower mandible. In South Africa, mm. um, you know, it, it's very common to have an overbite. Yes. Our bottom jaw is shorter. That can be rectified. Yes, you can go for very expensive, very painful surgery, but it's a very brilliant and fairly uncomplicated treatment to place a filler there if you know how to place it and where mm. to place it. Mm. So we spoke about um, feminizing the face, beautifying yes. the face. Yes. If we look at a woman, we want soft, gentle curves. The exact opposite is um, relevant to men. We want straight, strong, straight strong lines. Mm. What makes a man handsome? Absolutely. It's that str- solid jaw. A square jawline yeah. that's quite strong. Mm. So a square angle, a broad, strong chin, yeah. and a straight nose. A little bit of a heavy, heavy brow, okay, and lines in the face. For women, it's exactly the opposite. Yes. We want a soft, flowing, rounded curve. We want a strong, angular jaw because it pulls back your double chin. Mm. Very interesting. If we look at a female chin, it is or should be the ideal female chin is the same width as the space between the eyes. As we get older in women, that becomes broader and broader. So we start looking a little bit bullfroggy. Yes, yes. Okay. Where do I use filler? In my practice, everywhere. The most common uses for my for me in my practice is mid face where we give you back the slight cheekbone mm. okay mm. that strong curve in the cheek without giving you an apple that's not what i do i have a very strong belief um it's not even a belief it's a conviction and it's if anyone can tell me exactly what i've done on a patient i haven't done it well enough right. Right. Um, lips. Lips is an art, a very, very difficult art. I mean, for years people walked around with duck pout. Well, it's not only the duck pout. It's about getting the the b- ratio of the lip, not only the lip bottom versus uh, top lip correct, but the dimensions and the relationship between the mouth yes. to the nose, to the eyes, to the forehead, to the chin correct. So it's the holistic look rather than the... Absolutely. I want big puffy lips. And this is why I take my patients and I divide their faces into three. Yeah. Because most 
woman would score their forehead at a six or a seven. The area between the tip of the nose and the eyebrows, they would score at a five or a, a, a six. And then everyone scores the lower third of the face the lowest. So now we go with a toxin treatment um, and we take the lines from the forehead away. I have um, a four in my lower lower face and a nine. Actually, you look even worse. <laughs> yeah, it's out of balance. Um, or, you know what, I have deep tear trough deformities mm. and suddenly um, I have this, these big lips. But you know what? I have a double chin, uh, no neck, and no jawline. It doesn't work. Mm. Angelina Jolie, potato head. Angelina Jolie is the only woman who can have lips as big as hers for one simple reason: she's got the jaw of a man. Yes. Very strong jaw. She's got a very, very strong androgenic jawline. So it's all about the dimensions of a face. It's all about how it relates, etc., etc. I've touched, and we're starting to run out of time. Filler treatments should be done by experts. Yes. There are a couple of expert injectors um, in South Africa. Actually, I want to go as far as to say South African medical doctors who work in aesthetics are some of the best in the world how do we pick someone by reputation not by instagram not by um the flashiest ads exactly on the side of not the by price you go and you ask around uh, who did you go to who is who would you recommend that's how you do it okay fellow complications little bit of bruising immediately mm-hmm. very very little pain actually Filler injections are less painful in my practice than Botox injections without numbing. Um, slight discomfort afterwards for a couple of days, especially if we work on bone. Sure. Um, and your face has to get used to it. I mean, it's, it's yes. uh, you know, you're stretching it's tissue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Then we have the rarer ones where we have nodule formation. We can get infections. Those are a little bit more severe. And now we come into the realm of this is a medical emergency where we create a vascular compromise where a filler has either been creating a pressure effect on a vessel or that it's been injected into a vessel. And that leads to necrosis of the skin. Because it blocks off the blood flow and uh, that skin dies. And this is the worst complication. We haven't had one in South Africa as far as I know, but aesthetic practitioners, this is our biggest fear, is when we create obstruction in a vessel that communicates with the retinal arteries or veins and we get an embolus to that area and we have blindness. It's well documented. It's often happened um, especially in the east. There are places that we will not inject or should not inject. One of them is the glabella area where we spoke about. Okay, so 
pick your practitioner correctly, it can be an absolute game changer for you when it comes to emotional beauty, how people perceive your face, how you perceive your own face. For I'm looking tired, I'm looking angry, you know what, small little treatments can just give you back that lease on life. Okay. So, next week, Wednesday, we're going to pick up on this series yes. and we're going to talk about the new, the new kinds of treatments on the block. I haven't touched on what I'm incredibly excited about and that's the new biostimulators that are available. I've been using it for a while. The results are amazing. It's going to change my practice. Um, we're going to treat, uh, talk about plasma treatments. We're going to talk a little bit about threads and you know what? We can touch on one or two other things. How do you get hold of us? Um, by Dr. Mark or Dr. Mark or at the T Clinic. My practice is in Bryanston. 0108241393. Otherwise, find us on the website, theteaclinic.com or Dr. Mark. Perfect. Thank you so much. See you next week. Have a good one. Ciao. Ciao. This has been the Tea Health Show with Dr. Mark and Chris Haven Smith, sponsored by the Tea Clinic. For more information, contact admin at theteaclinic.com.